J Trim with the Ask Reddit. Security guards of Reddit, what are some of the scariest places slash stories you've had to patrol? Big Toted Bill. Oh boy, when I was younger, I got a job as a security guard. I was 22 and job market sucked. It, it still sucks, dude. Uh, this wasn't a major city, but I figured they would send me to some factory and I wouldn't have to worry about much. Nope, they sent me to a low-income, high-crime housing community when I showed up. It was 6 p.m. on Friday, and the housing manager had a list of rules. They were to be strictly enforced, including no drinking outside, no playing in the streets, no barbecuing in any form or fashion. Dude, those are like all the fun things in life. So here I am, the only white kid in the miles expected to keep the streets safe so i decided to roll into the community and see what's up the best way to describe what i saw would to be would to be the jungle from that movie training day that's fucking rude um everyone was out drinking playing in the streets cooking food so what i did what did i do what anyone would have done really i think i got out of the car and asked if i could play ball with them I had some of the best barbecue and drink some beers. I quit the next day. Edit cell phone grammar. All right. Dude, that wasn't a scary story. That was a fucking, that was a dope story. Holy fuck, it sounds like you were hired. You were hired simply to be the fun police and keep poor people miserable. I was, I was, I really was. Okay, this uh, comment was deleted. Fire ordinances sometimes forbid barbecuing around apartment buildings. Cappuccino boy. I mean, I could, I can kind of understand. Walk through a poor neighborhood, count how many bottles and cans are just littered around because purple are, because people are too lazy to throw their shit away. Playing in the street, meh. I think the rule is dumb, but I can understand it if it was busy or vehicles routinely flew down residential streets. The barbecue one. The only thing I can think of is that to reduce the risk of fire or to be. Or to be compliant with fire codes. Other than that, it's a stupid rule. I agree. LOL. I would have kept my job and hammered as as long as I could, as long as I could, till I got fired. Can never get enough connects on the street. Okay. Let's see if I can find one that's actually. I used to be a night watchman for the bank's data center about 15 years ago. On one occasion, the local phone lines went dead and I was greeted by armed police, which is unusual in the UK because I couldn't compete, complete my telephone check-in. After that, they let staff carry their mobile phones. The worst, the worst thing there was that in the event of a fire, the security guards were responsible for activating the fire suppression system from the center of the server room. Once we had shirt. Once we made sure no one else was in it, this would have to fill the room with Aragon. I think it may have been another noble gas, making it impossible to breathe. Okay, UK boys. Um, I used to, this one is an, obviously another deleted fucking comment. I don't know why people are deleting their shit. I used to accompany my dad, who was in the middle school football coach alongside eighth grade's field trip to Washington DC. They were all, always excited to have me and him because they would give us 
the problem kids because we could handle them. We didn't mind because it's a free trip to DC. Dealing with them is easy and helping them through one of the first experiences traveling alone is really fulfilling. Anyways, it's several days of touring, two of which are spent in a hotel. We get the entire hotel floor, floor to ourselves and, security guard, and a security guard to make sure that none of the kids try sneaking out at night. We check in, get settled and prepared to do room checks where all of the chaperones check to make sure that the kids are in their rooms. Once I've checked the room, the kid, the kids can't leave for the rest of the night. Now this was a big trip, two whole buses of eighth graders and chaperones. So I didn't know all the people that were present at the point because most of, for most part, we've been with the bus groups. Okay. Well, as I'm finishing with my group, the head of the trip is walking down the hall and nudges me leader. Who is down the hall? Probably a chaperone leader. Can't be the girl's side. Only women can chaperone the female groups. <sighs> okay. We both instinctively started walking that way. Luckily, the elevators were in the middle, and so we could cut him off. He quickly noticed us and tried going into the girls' room, which they weren't happy about. Shutting the door on him, he tried to walk by us, but he, we didn't let him get through. The security guard wasn't there yet, but he but was close. He tried to make some excuses about them inviting him up there, but it didn't fly. At this point, he was surrounded by chaperones and the security guard arrived for their shift. Never found out the story on him, but he managed to ruin the trip for a lot of the kids. That's scary, dude. Can fucking do nothing now. Um, Jesus. Dr. Pete, Dr. Pepper, number three. I had the same exact trip in eighth grade. Did you go to the school in New York by any chance? And then the user says, I grew up in New Jersey and the exact same trip to DC in eighth grade. So maybe it's a tri-state thing. Okay, so Woke Ninja. I work security at a college and they had me patrol. Dude, how fucking scary is the other story? It's not even like, it's not like thy horror cosmic scary, but it's like, real life scary okay so uh woke ninja i work security at the at this college and they had they had me patrol three in the morning at three in the morning jesus christ we should fucking have a stroke uh now i didn't mind and the scariest places on the campus weren't awful but at, but this one time i was definitely creeped out the night before i decided to watch the grudge with my buddy and that freaked me out for the rest of the day I wake up the next morning around 2 a.m. It's funny because it's 2 a.m. right now. Uh, get dressed and go to work. When I go to the campus, the dispatcher had me patrol inside a couple of facilities before I even got to the first building. I was walking and kept hearing rustling in the bushes. I looked around and saw nothing. But right as I arrived to the first building, I looked down one of the walkways between two of the buildings and saw a tall, long-haired, dark headed individual just standing 25 yards away from me. I began to call out to see if it was just some college kid, but there was no answer. Without a second thought, I grabbed my flashlight and shined it in the direction, but no one was there. I looked around for a bit and just thought to myself, I saw a shadow. I opened the front door of the first building and checked everything like usual. Because of the size of the building, I couldn't turn the lights on from anywhere close, so I usually patrolled in the dark 
that morning nothing was out of place and I was able to make it out of out in a pretty good time I would always use the elevator get to each floor so once I was done I took the elevator to the ground floor did emergency phone checks on both and walked to my late last assignment for the building once I finished checking the north wing of the building I walked back to the entrance until I heard a loud bell sound come from the elevator this noise is always wrong when the elevator reaches a floor but I previously looked at both elevators and saw they were on the ground floor already without looking behind me I straight up ran to the front doors in the lobby. Once I was safely out, I flashed my light inside to check, but there was nobody there and the elevator doors were all shut. They had never happened that this had never happened before. While it was creepy, I still managed to keep my composure and move on to the next task. Once I reached the other building, I did the same things as previously done with other buildings. For this particular facility, it is well known fact that the inside makes noises. Always was creepy in the building, in the build beginning, but you would get used to it. However, this morning was different. After I finished checking all of the exterior doors, I make a quick elevator phone call, phone check, and begin to walk out. When I heard this loud thump from upstairs, I grabbed my flashlight and started to yell "hello" multiple times, but there was no answer. At this point, I was scared out of my mind, dude. Same. That's fucking scary. So I make my way to the exit when I see that the corner of my eye, the same strange figure I saw in the walkway up my top of my floor, top of the second floor, peering down at me. The same tall, very tall figure with long dark hair this time with a white gown. Oh, that's fucking scary, dude. I just got the chills. That being said, right now it's raining in California and that never happens. So everything's super dark and I live on a dirt road. So I just got the chills right now. After seeing her, it, did you just assume their gender, dude? Uh, I feel my teeth start to chatter and run out of the building all the way to the security office and report my findings. My dispatcher only shrugged it off, but I still was terrified for the next couple of hours until daylight. And another user says, do you still patrol the same campus? Because if, it, if that was me, I would never be able to go back. Woke Ninja, not anymore, but I still work there. Same time for another six months after. Never happened again. Holy shit, that was figure. What was the figure wearing? Woke Ninja says, first time nothing but a shadow. Black couldn't see anything but dark outline with long hair. Second time was definitely a white nightgown. White nightgown? Uh, I would never be able to go back to that. I wouldn't. Another user said, I would never be able to come back to the place that happened, but also would have think it was some teenager tricking me woke ninja says i agree i still kind of think it was but that would mean the kids stayed up up until around 3 30 to 4 a.m and had two different keys to both buildings somehow not sending off the motion detectors in both buildings and then the same user that was responding to woke ninja says so it's probably satan i don't know and uh yeah, dude, that's, that's kind of creepy. So we got another one, because why the fuck not? Uh, this one's also deleted, like the previous one. Why can't, why can't you guys just be like Woke Ninja and just le leave them? Hold on, let me, let me get some coffee before we start this one. Hope that's not disgusting on the microphone. Uh, now back... Oh, fuck. 
Now back in my office days, now back in my days as an officer, I've seen some spooky stuff go down. Occasionally unexplained phenomena, impossible occurrences, bizarre creatures, and hundreds of other things. However, one that sticks out to me, sticks with me, was when I went to patrol a small area in Illinois known as Ursa. This was in 2012. So maybe a couple thousand were living there. But that was enough people to their... Okay. But that was enough people to have their own urban legend, aka the Screamer. That already sounds terrifying, dude. Now, the Screamer was supposedly a man that would randomly appear near abandoned buildings and let out a scream that would forever ring through your soul. A never-ending piercing scream, supposedly. I, of course, thought that this was a ridiculous mumbo-jumbo. A screaming man appearing out of thin air? Absolutely not. Dude, I already got the chills. Um, not even in my wildest dreams, but I was entirely proven wrong. Now in Ursa, there is an extremely unknown location known as Dwight's Pool. A very serene, remote pond with a small asylum facing away from it towards the main town. I was sent there by a local dispatch team. I was a floater at the time. to Check out two reports of a man with a weird mask watching young couples swimming from the tree line. That's, dude, how, why would you respond to that? That's fucking terrifying already. Um, even if it's just like some dude, that's still fucking terrifying. Okay. Um, my first thought was, well, we've got ourselves another creep. And I believed myself to be right, as well as my temporary partner, Ricky. Him and I got out there immediately, as the town was too small for needing constant watch. Well, it's around 8.45 p.m., and the pool was eerily foggy and dark. We have flashlights, but they were unable to penetrate the thick fog. Wait, you say this is Illinois? Dude, this, that's Michael Myers, dude. Why would you go there? I told Ricky that I'd check out the asylum and its surroundings he agreed but not before long he began acting strangely i'm getting a weird feeling we need to back up that's in quotation so that's what ricky said don't go near the asylum now when you hear your own partner say stuff like that you definitely need to take it seriously especially as an officer of the law he calls in backup while i watch the asylum just waiting for something to happen I literally gasp as I see a figure with an incredibly large man emerge from the roof of the building. The building was at least 300 feet away from us, so that's what makes this part so much stranger. The figure stands as tall as I can, as it can, and begins talking in a low mumble tone, please leave. The figure, as I said, was at least 300 feet away, however, when it said those words, his voice seemed to be pressed right against our ears. Ricky and I booked it out of there back to the local station. Backup arrived for us later, but we were too shaken up to continue our duty. We found out later that the dispatcher searched the asylum. They found a camera and an old lantern, nothing else. Anyway, this was definitely one of the weirder experiences I've had during the time as a patrol officer. It's been one of several odd stories I have, and I trust me in the line of an officer, things just keep getting weirder and weirder. 
edit one spelling edit two i have tons of more stories to tell doesn't the creepy room and uh so the screamer is still out in the wild common vanilla says and uh, and the user which is deleted i think i know why he deleted it because he's an officer of the law and he can't be posting shit like that that's what I believe to be the case. The, po- the police never found it, but after giving them my description, they now know it'll, that it'll pretty be, be pretty difficult to miss. Jesus. So most people are saying that he should write this on No Sleep subreddit, which is a fiction thing. I don't know. He's an officer of the law, so I would kind of take his word for it. Uh, I would love... Let's see. Um, A lot of people are kind of disregarding this guy. He says, can't seem to find anything regarding the Screamer or Dwight's pool. No urban urban legends or anything more of info on this. So... The officer has requested some more notable stories from my time as an officer. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that one. It's already at 17 minute mark. Um, or we could do it. Fuck it. Let's see. Story one. I used to live on the east side of Missouri. Where I originally started my work as an officer. In the small town I lived in. There was a small police station where we would occasionally have meetings and whatnot. Well, one morning the head calls morning the head calls some of us down for an emergency meeting keep in mind that this was around 2 30 a.m which is extremely uncommon for most of us and just about unheard of he sits us down and is completely silent just scratching his head i wouldn't have called you in here if it wasn't something important in quotations you know that he said or something along the lines we were pretty much brain dead zombies at this time in the morning so we all weren't really listening too hard however what he told us next was nothing short of insane he said kenny was killed last night after he got off work we all st- we all stared in shock at him kenny had been the head's lifelong best friend so none of us had seen that coming we all also knew that this was clearly a taunt or a challenge aimed directly at the head as everybody in town knew that Kenny was his best friend. It doesn't just end there though. Some of the guys asked him how he had been murdered. In quotation, that's what I called you in here for. I've never seen anything like this. This whole thing seems incredibly wrong as if whoever did it was obsessed with this death. He was all dressed up, suit and tie, freshly cooked meal sitting on the table. He was placed cigarette gently placed between his fingers and note which was obviously not in the handwritten his corpse and not okay hands cigarette gently placed jesus christ uh between his fingers a note which was obviously not in his handwriting his corpse had been given a shower and head and the head goes into even more extraordinary detail about how every single step of his murder was planned out almost perfectly. We all had a churning sick feeling in our stomachs. We all understood now that this wasn't an ordinary case, this that this wasn't an ordinary person. 
Fortunately, there was a partial fingerprint found at the scene. It was one on the glass cup placed beside the meal. The, chief, the few chief analysts we had eventually uncovered the unidentified guy and of our guy. And it was somebody that none of us had ever heard of. Honestly, I can't remember the name. But it was something super simple along the lines of Joe Smith. It was also quite strange because my address associated with the name was not really anywhere on the town map, just a plot of land, farmland, west edge of our town. Whatever the case for that may have been, me and my two guys were the ones immediately assigned to travel there and scope it out. It was no long. It was a longer drive than we had anticipated, but upon arrival, we all knew that we couldn't. St- that we couldn't stay. I leaned over to my partner. You guys feel that too, right? In quotations. They nodded. I can't really describe the feeling, but it was unfriendly. Everything was still too perfect. Almost like an intricate tap, intricate trap to set just for my guys. We all sat in the car for a good 30 seconds. Just wondering in the feeling. Just wallowing in the feeling. It was so strong that we are all getting full body chills. Dude, I'm getting full body chills right here. And I have nothing to do with you. Uh, tears were all starting to well up in my eyes. It was just strong sensation. I've never in my life been so terrified. This feeling seemed to, sh- to swallow us whole. We drove back to the station and reported to the head. He wasn't happy. He decided to go there himself with the company of a few other men. They were back within the hours visibly shaken up. I couldn't see tear streaks along his face. He had just, I could see, uh, he had just been crying or whatever. He told us gruffly as he sat down to this day, none, none of us have any idea that what was inside of open plot of farmland, supposedly inhabited by Kenny's murder, but whatever it was, it was one thing we'll never make head cry. And that's enough to make us never return there. <sighs> that horror cosmic. Uh, it's rainy outside, and I had to find a way to actually fall asleep now because that was actually pretty scary. So, this is Carlos, by the way. Um, so, yeah, security guards, even though none of them are kind of security guards except for that one guy with the white nightgown. So yeah, Die Horror Cosmic.